Hi, I'm Keith Deason, and this is From the Ground Up, a podcast about how we make what we make. The Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ Tanda and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 72. You caught us on a guest week, and we have the pleasure of Mr. Keith Decent with us. Welcome, Keith. Hi. There's a bell. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's no trumpet. No. It's no yeah, trumpet. I mean, you know, <laughs> not everything can be. <laughs> welcome to the welcome, show. Welcome. Yeah. So, Keith, why don't you tell everybody what is your dominant skill? Uh, right now, it's rug tufting, which is uh, making rugs with a with a gun. I mean, it sounds it sounds kind of bad when you say it like that. You know, you're you're, you're like but, you're shooting a a, a thing. You're shooting. It's, it's, well, yeah, it sounds it's, it sounds it's, like it's it sounds like it's a bearskin rug when you say it that. <laughs> way. It's a combination of shooting and stabbing, really. Uh, you know, <laughs> when you think about it. It's, it's so bring a gun and a knife tough, to a rug fight. Tough guys only. It's it's yeah. uh, probably the most violent skill we've talked about on this show. Name your boy band. <laughs> tough guys. The tough boys. Tough guys. Hundred <laughs> percent. So so Keith, uh, what skill class is rug tufting? On a number scale, it's like it starts out at like a three when you get going because it's got a real low skill floor, but it can get pretty high up to like a ten when you really want to do some of the crazier things that are being done. There's mm. people doing. F- what is it on a color scale? Um, grayish blue. Uh, yeah, I thought so. yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. That checks out. All right, uh, and um, okay, so we're gonna go into our history and fun facts. Uh, Keith, did you do any research? Um, yeah, yeah, hours of painstaking research. I don't remember any of it though. Oh, so Ugh. you basically have nothing. You should have. You should have put it into like a podcast format. I, something. I, that's what I'm saving. I'm saving it. I'm saving it, it for that. <laughs> Actually, sorry, I'm sandbagging <laughs> you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna just gather up all the all the info and put it on my show. Oh, it's. Oh, this. Uh, oh, this should be one of the one of the better uh, episodes. PJ, you're uh, gonna have to mute that out. At I'm least sorry. you're gonna have to mute humorous. out the plug. Uh, I'm gonna bleep it out. Don't worry about it. But that's okay, Keith, because you know what? Tom listens to your show and then takes what you say and regurgitates <laughs> it here as his own research. He's done it more than I once. Do. Yeah, yeah we, so. we could create an I'm infinite loop sure. here. That's fine. Yeah. I actually, because I actually do my research, so it helps. All right. Yeah. Well, since you didn't do any research, Tom can't steal it from you. Tom, what research did you do on rug tufting? I can fact check him when I he says I didn't do it. any research. Yeah. Let me see. Let me look something up real quick. Uh, in the 1800s, the city of Dalton, Georgia, became home of uh, home to a large portion of the carpet industry. That's fascinating. Yeah, that's where it was. Uh, it's still. That's where it was invented. Do you know the name of the yeah. guy who invented it? Uh. Yep. See any, yep, see, see any coincidences there? Yep. Martha Stewart? Nope, nope that's not, not it. Uh, <laughs> Barclay Butera? Nope. Nope. No, I got nothing. Pretty sure it's not name, in this article. Sure the guy who invented the tufting machine, his name was Dalton. And oh, really? That's just so good they named the town after him. Oh, no kidding. Well, that's interesting. Carpet capital of the world. Yeah. Dalton, Georgia. Wait, no, it's Dalton, Georgia. Did they name the town after I'm pretty him? Pretty sure. I mean, it's the carpet capital that's of the world, crazy. and he's the one who did the carpets there, so, you know. You'd think. Crazy. Uh, I, I, before, I had, Crazy. before I had to close my browser and then lose all my magical powers that go with having open tabs, I'm pretty sure there were like three sources I found that said that he was uh, the guy's name was Dalton. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, 
I also I found got, well, I also found twenty five sources that say the 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 phrase "swept under the rug" was first published and recorded in nineteen sixty three, but none of them had any sort of uh, actual evidence of that. They all just copied and pasted it from the same article. <laughs> they reference each other. Yeah, that's what it was doing. It was insane. It's just a reference loop. <laughs> oh yeah, you get those a lot. Sidebar, Tanda. Yeah, uh, I, I can't help but notice Keith said he had no research whatsoever. Tom was struggling, and then somehow, magically, Keith just did all the research for Tom out of the blue. I mean, this is that's that's not how this thing is he supposed to work. He can't help himself. He's he's like a, a native researcher. Yeah, I know. Research that. just comes to him as as someone else is struggling with research. I think. That, that, okay. Well, I, I don't I don't even know what to say. I mean, I can't. The two of them are just going back and forth. How do we stop this? I don't know. I think we should just sweep it under the rug. All right, all right, all right. Oh, oh it, it looks like Tom is done with the rug. Tom? Yeah, that's all I got. That's all That's all the research I did. Yeah, that was, that was like partially right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well. I read a thing. Partially is like the theme song for this podcast. Uh, Tanda, what research did you do on uh, rug tufting? Well, well I, just kind of a fun fact. Um, I was at, uh, at a robotic show back... Uh, I don't know, back in the day, maybe it was like 20, 2011 something, talking to uh, r- some robotics experts um, from Stobley, and they were working on a hair transplant robot, um, which is basically biological rug tufting. And, uh, and this robot can pick, um, can pick good follicles out. So they, they put it over you, and it picks good follicles out, and then it plants them elsewhere. So it goes around using a vision system, pulls hair follicles out, and then the robot moves to a different spot and plugs them in. And it just sits there doing that for hours. But fun fact, um, in, uh, in researching that, they have this like little window thing that they put on the person's head. And it uses the little domino looking things, just like a shaper origin. So I thought that was really funny because it was like, uh, you know, the robot's just looking at these little... Uh, these little tabs, just like a just like a shaper. So I'm thinking maybe there's there's a DIY version out there built off of a shaper that's, origin. That's crazy because actually when you were describing what it does, I'm like that would be really good to attach a shaper to it so that it has your hairline as like the, the pattern and can just yeah, like. But know. that's but that's exactly yeah. what it is. I mean they they do the pattern just like the shaper origin. They program the pattern into the software and then it references off of those little, you know, it you know unique spot patterns to place that pattern. And then carries out its its work. I can only event. imagine so I, the job. Like, imagine if you had a head shaper, and like that was your job to just go around people's heads and move this thing, and it's like picking the hairs. <laughs> and then, like, how do you explain that to somebody? Like, oh, what do you do for a living? And then he's got a picture, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm I'm unemployed." Honestly, that guy's booth would make so much money at the maker fairs. Right. Oh yeah. Just yeah. just the woodworkers and metal metal workers alone that I know they'd be like secretly. At the end, I call it. End, like, I call it Doug Doug Tufting. Doug Tufting. Is there a Doug Doug I don't know about? Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Probably a couple of them. Yeah. There, there are many Dugs you don't know about. That's I very mean, true. statistically. There's got to fr- be my millions dog of Dugs Doug. you've never never met. I don't know yeah. any Dugs right now. Are there billions of Dugs? That seems like you, a, you a mass used to know some and you've forgotten them. <laughs> I, I knew one Doug. It it was in high school. Everybody used to call him Dougie Fresh. 
Dougie Fresh. Did you go to high school you know, with Tanda, uh, Tanda with artfully wanna... artfully rogue? Yes. Oh. Okay. Because I think that was his Tanda, name. I That's just, his I, nickname. I need to I fact think. check you. I need to fact check you, Tanda. There's there's approximately one hundred seventy five thousand and forty seven Dugs alive today. Um, Which one is it? Not millions. Which one? There's one hundred and forty seven thousand. Seventy hundred seventy five thousand and forty seven dogs. Still too many dogs. That that seems that's a lot that of seem, dogs. That seems unlikely. That's a lot of dogs, but uh, yeah, no digs. I I think that we need to start a campaign to reduce the amount. I, of I dugs. think it's I think it's discounting the foreign spellings of. Say dog. no to dogs. That's cool. that's the name of the campaign. Yes. Yeah. I, Say no to dogs. Yeah. I mean, we we definitely Doug, need to bring Doug's that number bad. down. There's uh, dogs are bad, and uh, we need to dogs. reduce. Doug pollution is is apparently a problem that no one knows about. So um, yeah, Doug pollution. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, a lot oh, of a lot oh. of times they'll have like foreign spellings though that you're probably not picking up, and then when they bring them across the border, then they change it to to the traditional gonna, spelling. It's it's yeah, common like, among like the France, Doug sp- traffickers. Like in France, they spell it D O U C H E. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what if we add up all the spellings of Doug? That's deceiving. You want to know something scarier? There's just over two million Thomases. That that's definitely a problem. Also, we need to get rid of the number of Thomases as well. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas trafficking doesn't have the same ring to it as Doug trafficking. Mm. That's true. Twelfth most popular name. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I bet. I bet number one just. Just spitballing here. Number one's got to be Tanda. Jo- John. It's got to be, be Tanda. It is John. Wow. See? John, James, David, Robert, Michael, Mary, William, Richard, Charles, Barbara. They can't all be number one, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> They're all tied for first. No, uh, these are the top, that's the top ten. Is this, Barbara made is this in, it. Good is for this her. the top ten names in China? Uh, no, there's top ten names on mynamestats.com. I'm not checking any other sources. <laughs> Oh, that's well, having that, thir- thir- thoroughly done research. Yeah, oh yeah, you'll, you'll thoroughly love to see it. Thoroughly, oh yeah, it's the top link. It's the top link on Google. That just saying that that you don't get to the top. You don't get to the top for nothing. Well, I guess money, but yeah, money will do it, Tom. That's that's why they're at the top. Not an ad. It's not an ad. I, Anyways, I don't recommend. What them. are we talking about? Where are we talking? PJ, did you do research? Yeah, yeah, I did. That's that's what we're supposed to do. You on, know, rugs or, on rugs or dugs? I did research on yes. rug superstitions. Dug superstitions. Ah, okay. Yes. However. We need a jingle for this. We, yeah. need a, we need a superstition jingle. We do. We need to find, we need to have somebody on here that does music. As I was gonna say, you need to do a music making episode. Then you just, yeah. It's time for superstitions. That'll be our homework you, assignment. You that. That's just we need Stevie, to find. Stevie Wonder's going to see you for that one. No, he, he that, is note, that is note for note the exact same song. He doesn't listen. Is it really? <laughs> so, I, I didn't. I did find some superstitions, but they were dumb. So I'm like, I'm not. I'm not reading these. It, you know, it was like, don't make rugs on a Friday. That was that kind of stuff. But anyway, I, I looked up the history of rugs, and the first rug was supposed to be made as far back as 7,000 BC. And uh, the earliest recorded rug is... Is that before carpet, B.C.? 
Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. What did you think it stood for? Uh, something about Christ. I don't know. I, I don't know who that is. So the uh, the the earliest rug recovered was the Pazaric carpet, which dated back to the fifth century BC, and uh, it was recovered in Siberia in a Siberian uh, burial mound. But the mound had been looted, and because they stole everything except the rug, they left it open, and the rug froze, so it was in a block of ice. So that's why it lasted 2,500 years uh, without deteriorating, because it was frozen in Siberia. Yeah. And then then when they thawed it out, it got to hang out for a weekend with Pauly Shore and Sean Astin and uh, throw a (laughs) pool party. Yes. Yes, that is totally where that movie came from. Encino Man? Encino Rug. Gosh, what was the name of that? That was Encino yeah. Man, yeah. It, it was in, in this case, the rug is um, Brendan Fraser. Right. Yeah. Probably would have been. A... <laughs> no, I like Brendan Fraser. I was going to make a joke about him. Mm. He's cool. As the rug in Encino Man. Yeah. Y- yeah. <laughs> what else are we talking about? Yeah. So... Ancient rugs were mostly all hand-knotted, and this style of rug is still made around the world today. There are several different styles of hand-knotting, such as Turkish, Persian, and Spanish, and the most common materials are cotton, wool, silk, and jute. I would love to know what jute is, because I've never heard of that before. It's grass. thought I did. Grass? (laughs) It's grass, grass, yeah. It's dried grass. grass. Wait, they're making it out of marijuana? That doesn't sound safe. <laughs> drug rug. Hemp. Yeah. Drug rug. Well, they they do have uh, a little further down in the Renaissance period. They they for sure. they did make rugs out of hemp, uh, and they yeah. also added in uh, they sisal. Stop, they stopped because of all the house fires. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. All rugs are flammable. Oh my god, I actually believe that. <laughs> People were trying to sm- just they were rolling them up and setting them on fire. It was weird. No one knows why. Awesome. You've just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency. Prepare yourself. All right, we got a dealer's corner this week. Tom saved us from yet another filament fandango. Tom, why don't you tell everybody what you got? I got the deal of a lifetime. I saved over $1,000 on this single tool, which means only one thing. I It means I paid thousands of dollars for a tool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a Shaper Origin, speaking of, and it's amazing. I bought it from uh, the Festool USA fan group on, on Facebook, the guy posted it. I said, I want it. And by the time he got back to me, he, he had dropped the price. I think he listed it for 2400 bucks. And by the time he talked to me about it, he's like, oh, it's 2200 and I'll pay for shipping. And I went, great. So uh, I got it for 2200 bucks, but it came with... So the machine retail is 2500 The workstation uh, is 450 and the accessory thing, the accessory sustainer is like another 100, and 100 or 150, I can't remember. So, and then plus taxes and shipping, you're at like 3300 or something. So I, I got it for 22 He spent $250 shipping it. 
What? Uh, it was three packages. How do you? Yeah, it was. Did he like very insure heavy, it for expensive. ten thousand dollars or something? He, he insured it, but he also had them pack it. Like he had yeah. a UPS store pack it. Oh, oh okay. yeah, uh, which is always expensive. That's buku money, especially, especially um, when they have no idea. But what I don't care. I didn't pay for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was packed well, and I'm, I appreciated that. But he um, he never opened the workstation. He shipped it to me in the box that it was shipped to him in. Like, never touched it. So, the whole thing is basically brand new. And I gotta be honest, it's, it is the most, it is the coolest tool I've ever used. It might be the most inspiring tool I've ever used. Um, I just, I can't stop using it. I've been making things every day since I got it. Some things I haven't even shared yet. Nah, I shared everything. Um... <laughs> I always share everything. Who am I kidding? Uh, <laughs> I thought it was an imposter but, there for a second. Yeah, right. We saw all 900 Instagram so stories. so freaking cool. Yes, so many. Um, but it is it is really, really, really awesome. Like, I... So, as many of you know, I have owned the MPCNC for like five or six years now. The, that's the mostly printed CNC. You, you print the parts... You build it yourself out of, uh, well, metal conduit, but I bought the good stuff. I bought, like, one-inch stainless. And I have never used it because I just, it's the, I, it's hard. It's, like, hard to learn, okay? For me, at least. And with the shaper, if you, if you saw the stories, not you guys, but anybody else, if you saw the stories that day, I did, like, two stories of me holding the machine and making cuts and then the next two stories were my seven-year-old doing it. And that's real time. Like, that's how it went down. It is the most... It is the safest, dangerous thing in my shop. Your sweatshop is going to be like, awesome. It'll, yes. I can't wait. We, we, we were done at two kids, but I think I might have more and uh, buy more Origins. But anyways, I will talk about that. That's on another episode. So... But if you, if it's if it's within your ability to to purchase the Shaper Origin, it is eye opening. It's really incredible what it's capable of doing. I'll I'll open the floor to questions now. Right. Yeah, you should keep it away from your eyes. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? My my question, Tom. Oh God, Tom, is there any way for us to make you stop doing stories about it? Nah, probably not. Probably not. It's really cool. It is. It is so cool. Now, did you buy? Did I mean, you really buy it because your hair is thinning a little bit in the back, and you needed to? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I need plugs. <laughs> Doug plugs. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Doug plugs. Is that drug rug? Drug plug? rug well, would 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 Tom plugs be tugs? You can't. You, you yes. can't take video of your tugs mm-hmm. on Instagram. They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't allow that. <laughs> they censor that yeah. out. It's a family show. Pay attention, Tom. Yeah. This is for you. What? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. We didn't. Uh, nothing, Tom. So, nothing at anyways, all. Anyways, I'm excited about it. I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited. In fact, I just went before the show. We turn off our furnaces and, you know, murder our children so they don't make noise. And then I looked out in my garage and I was like, I miss you. <laughs> like 30 feet away and i can't even play with it <laughs> well I, th- I mean you were thinking about getting you were seriously considering getting one anyway so we did i we mean did an so episode. Was... we did a segment like five six seven 
probably 12 episodes ago where I was like, if you had five grand, what would you buy? And I'm like a shaper. I want one so bad. And I think I said on the episode, I think I'll own one this year. Like I pretty sure I said that. I think that was the beginning of January. Could be. I think so. Yeah. You just can't pass a deal like that. Like when you're primed and ready to do something like that and then you get a huge discount. Same with my saw stop. I wouldn't have bought a saw stop, but my, my buddy was selling his it was only a year old, and he gave me a great discount off of a brand new saw stop. <clears throat> so you do it. So you save a finger. I, I feel I feel a little left out. So I'm going to talk about the deal that got away because Tom is so excited about his deal. This happened yesterday. Well, I wasn't done. I wasn't. I wasn't that's, done. That's okay. I'm interrupting. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done now. You can go. Go ahead. So, go, no, I I yield the floor. Ah, uh, then I don't want it. Exactly. Yesterday, yesterday, uh, I, I caught it at an hour. Somebody in New Jersey, in Warren, New Jersey, put up a Delta metal cutting bandsaw, like a 1950s. That's your first problem. Delta metal cutting bandsaw with a box of blades. It looked like there was about 20 blades in there. It was in relatively good condition, not the original motor, for $35. So fixed, wow. fixed up. This is like an eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars saw, and I'm. I, but yeah. I look at it and it's like an hour and forty five minute drive, and my immediate thought was, man, that's a lot of gas. <laughs> but then after like him and Han for like thirty seconds, I'm like, nah, nah, I gotta go get it. It's thirty five dollars for a metal cutting Delta. So I sent a message and I'm like, I'll take it. Can I come pick it up tonight? And then two hours later, she's like, no, it's sold. And I'm like, oh, you <laughs> So that was it. How dare she sell the thing she listed for sale? I know. Right. The, the nerve of some people. I, 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 I bet if you go to, uh, to, to Chris Zepp's stories right now, he's got it. And he's just bragging about it in his stories. Yeah. <laughs> She should have known who I was. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's on a, it's on a, it's on a truck on its way to Jimmy's house at the, at this moment. Yeah, yeah, it could have been worse. She could have just said, "I already sold it to Chris." <laughs> yeah, tell Chris said, "Tell PJ." <laughs> I'm on to you. Were those deals hot enough for you? You got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in. Maybe we'll read it on air. All right, it's time for personal history. Keith, yep. tell us your personal history with Rug Tufton. Okay. Um, I just saw it online, and I wanted to do it. So uh, I got a gun, and that gun exploded on me um, twice. And then I had to wait like three more months, and then I got a second gun. <laughs> and then I just started making rugs. It's kind of an easy thing. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, but in reality, I saw um, the guy from Unnecessary Inventions, Matty Benedetto, he did a couple of rugs, and then I had seen um, a couple of other people with a gun. I guess I missed the TikTok wave. It, it did kind of an explosion on TikTok in, like, 2020, 2019 um, during the pandemic, and, like, uh, it got very popular. I missed that wave, but I got there for the wave of nobody can find tufting guns online anymore, which was <laughs> the, the less exciting wave to catch. And... Um, <laughs> I mean, mix, mix like tufting guns are the new TP. It's seriously, it went the guy Tim Eads who like uh, basically became the first middleman between factories and um, 
and retail and like doing retail. He's he owns tuftingun.com. <laughs> Sorry. He um he said that in between 2018 and 2019 he his business jumped 600% and then uh immediately the next like and they they couldn't get and that was with five month back orders on individual guns. Like they couldn't get them made fast enough wow. and supply issues. So it was one of those weird things where everybody wanted to do it, but no one could do it. But enough people were doing it that were content creators that were like driving everyone else just like crazy with these cool things. And, uh, yeah. So eventually I got one and just started messing around and I've been like diving super hard into like the niche parts of the process and coming up with techniques to do things that I haven't seen anybody else doing and, you know, making, making tools and additions to tools and stuff like that. So, so tell, tell us, tell us some of the things that you've kind of been inspired by, like you started out not knowing nothing. And then, so where did it kind of go from there? Like what, what, what chain of events took place when you first started making them to where you are now? Well, I'd had a, I had, had an idea already for kind of doing this popsicle uh, pieces of art that were that were the melted old popsicles that you get when you're a kid from the ice cream truck and there wasn't any medium that I had that uh, available to me that really seemed like the right one for this project I was thinking about doing like cast uh, cast epoxy or epoxy covering carved foam but it didn't it didn't ring right for me it was it was a little too gross at the end uh, the, 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 mm-hmm. the final product you know so just the the, the softness and the weird like uh just joyfulness of like the broad, the rug, the bright colors, the neon colors. It's just, it it fit really well. So I just it's one, it's one of the few gross melty things that you can hug. And exactly. Feel good yeah. About. It, yeah. It took the it took it took the edge it took the edge off the stickiness of it. You know, I didn't want people to feel sticky. I wanted them to feel like they desired this thing. So, oh, uh, no one wants a sticky rug. No, no, not. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's somebody out there, but uh, they're they're yeah. not our people. Just just saying. Yeah. And actually, speaking of pe- weird people, there's these guys in New York City that go to clubs and they wrap themselves in a rug and they lay on the ground and they have a sign that says, please step on me. And they, they have people step on them. It's it's their thing that they like to do. The fetish well, no one knows if it's art or if it's a fetish, but I really want to make a rug outfit for one of those guys that just like is a rug that they can wear full body suit and just lay down. I want to brand them, basically. <laughs> so this is a little off topic, but when I was living in New York... I, I, there was this one section I would regularly see it. Someone was knitting, not knitting, um, crocheting, I don't know, crocheting and knitting. They were making like yarn car covers mm. That'd in be New York. Probably. Crocheting, crocheting. So, but, but they were full, like I saw a Volkswagen Beetle, like from ground to front to back, completely covered. And it was meant, uh, I think it, it looked like a bumblebee, like the whole thing was made like a bumblebee, and then somebody else did an SUV. Like I, these were so somebody's doing them. Um, that's what I thought of when you said you wanted to make like a carpet suit for this guy. Um, but but these things are outside, like in the street. They're, yeah. They're weird. not made to. They're not made to last. I would assume they're probably a, a, a three year a three year lifespan on those, and they didn't make another one. I but guess so. That's a lot of work. I, I, that is a lot of work, and there's, or maybe there's if you, maybe if you take it through the car wash, it just gets washed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> go with that for sure. Yeah. Um. So, what what special things have you made to help with the process? Ah, uh, lots. Um, the frame. First off, uh, you got to make your own tufting frame. 
it's basically you stretch a piece of uh, backing cloth, which is like canvas, but it's a little a little more of a loose weave. Um, so you stretch that over the frame, just like you'd stretch, you know, a painting canvas uh, over some nails, and then you know you have to hang the the yarn somewhere and all this kind of stuff. And you got a lot of people unroll the yarn onto cones. A lot of people unroll it into like uh, crazy balls. I don't know. I'm not I'm not that good at textile stuff, so. Uh, what I wanted to be able to do was to immediately take the skein that I buy from Joanne Fabric on the days when they sell their stuff for like ten cents a, 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 a you know, a piece. Uh, mm-hmm. Throw it directly into like a cartridge. Pull the piece, pull the front of the yarn through the cartridge, and just start tufting straight into the gun. So I kind of invented this uh, this little thing that is a box that has a cloth front on it and an open top. It's a long box the size of a skein of yarn. And uh, there's a grommet in the middle of the canvas, which is on one of the short sides that can feed the yarn through. And on the back, it just has a couple of um, French cleats, and it just goes right up on the wall with a skein in it. And I, you can load five or six of them for whatever colors you're using, and just goes directly from those into the tufting gun and straight onto the onto the fabric. That was a good one. Hmm. Um, there are stages in the process later on where you take literally take sheep shears because the actual machines for this are like thousands of dollars. But you want to have the the pile of the rug be flat across the top, um, and e- and even at the highest point. So a lot of people use sheep shears for that. And the sheep shears you can tilt and gouge, and you can carve too high or like leave a bald spot or something. So some people have started making these uh, plexiglass. Kind of turns it into like a hand plane. It's a plexiglass uh, mm-hmm. bed for it with a hole in it that the clippers can go through. And then there's adjustment blocks to to raise and lower the the clippers on on kind of a fulcrum. So they can go lower or higher in the cut. Uh, I made. I was the first person to document how to actually make one of those yourself instead of just trying to sell them. And then um, hmm. 3D DIY Dave, big shout out to him, was like, "I don't want to see you suck up all those carpet fibers all the time. So here's uh, send me the dimensions of that thing. I'm gonna make you a dust boot for it." And I didn't even think about that. It was a great idea, just like a CNC or even any tool. He just made this 3D printed dust boot fit perfectly and eliminated like a hundred percent of the fibers that were flying around when I was doing that part of this process. So, you know, it's, made, that's made awesome. some, made some tools that are helpful for a lot of people that no one else has. You know, I heard that Johnson's hardware also has a way to deal with those fibers. Um, and they're, they're sponsoring the show. So I'm sure we'll hear about it later, but that's, that's very cool that someone helped you out in the very beginning. Um, I'm kind of curious. What, do you think it would be possible to get a canvas that's already gessoed and use the the gun on it uh probably not because canvas is uh it's kind of a bad material for it it's mm. a little too tight in the weave so it just tears because the needle of the gun that put that that stabs over and over again is like uh it's like a really big fountain pen top okay so what i was thinking is if you could like let's say you painted um like a person you know, like you had like a, a face and a body and then you take the gun and you'd make like the hair. You could do like a crazy mm. hairdo or something. So then it would actually be like 3D or yeah. something. I don't know. I mean, you could, you could probably gesso the backing fabric and do something like that. That'd be a fun experiment. I, I don't know. It just it occurred to me that it'd be, you know, it's like a mixed media kind of an art thing. It's like, yeah, it's like Wooly Willy, those old magnetic doodle things. You just have the, guy, the guy's bald <laughs> yeah, face. And yeah, then, the magnetic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I should just sell, right. sell canvases with his face on it, and then you can rug tuft your... <laughs> that'll be a really good that, reel. That I'm should come make, with I'm the tufting make, gun. I'm going to make that yeah. a reel. I'm going to have that so that 
I'm going to remake the Wooly Willy commercial <laughs> so that you give him, like, you know, the afro and the beard with, but it's just going to be a shot of me tufting it from behind. That's awesome. I feel like there's 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 something there. Like if you had like if you had a a picture or a, or a canvas or something with the face, and if you took like yarn that was glued to magnets so that it was like attached so that like they all stood up like hairs, and then you just did the magnet from the back, you could do it just like yeah. the original game. You know what I mean? Like you could give him a mustache and a beard, and and you could well, shake if it. If you're gonna do that. You you need the 3D version too, so you have like a wireframe that you throw your throw your canvas over, now we're just and then you now chia we're just, now you we're, chia pet you chia pet it. Now we're just inventing hair replacement strategies again. <laughs> right, <laughs> we're right back to where we started. All right, so moving forward, is there something that you feel you still need to 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 invent or to make to do more with what you're doing now like with the rug making yeah always uh first thing like it was first thing i want to make if i had the time and the materials right now is i want to make like a rug tufting frame that is very much like an old school kind of like um like a printmaker's cabinet or something that would be like an 1800s era tradesman's cabinet where the frame mm-hmm. is the oh. frame is bordered by uh, drawers and boxes and hooks and like it has a nice finish and it looks like an old antique piece and you can actually use it to work and then everything can just go in that when I'm done with it, you know. And you can bring it, you can like throw that in the back of the truck and bring it places and it's got everything you need in it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think it would look really cool because no one, everyone's everyone's rug tufting frames are improvised plywood or um, two by four construction because they're they're you know stage one of getting to where you actually want to be, you know. I've seen people do interesting ways, uh, you know, uh, hiding away quilting frames. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same problem. It's this great big frame that is around something that takes you more than just a day to to execute on. So yeah. while you're not, you want that frame stowed away in some, you know, neat place. Yeah. And like, it's the, like right now, everyone's using, the, like everyone is using the equivalent of uh, a piece of plywood or like a hollow core door across... Um, sawhorses as a workbench and that's like the, the 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 best comparison i can make and this would be like a rubo you know mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting you should do yeah. it i i mean i will at some point but right now what i have works i'm not known for uh for going back and and refining things that work perfectly right that's that's tom's no that's tom's line yeah <laughs> It's my family crest. It's on my family. <laughs> yes. The crest is only half done. It's actually like... <laughs> well, it's penciled it's in. An, it's, an, know, it's actually fine. an IOU for... You got the message. Yeah. Tom's family crest is half of a sketch of a house. Yeah. Crest goes here. Yeah. That's basically crest it. Crest goes here. Just Please says insert. Lorem. That'd be, a great, that'd be a great tattoo. Please insert text. <laughs> the top banner is Lorem Ipsum. And then... Yeah. Right. It, it was going to have this like grand phoenix on it, but it was easier to just draw an egg. Yeah, mm-hmm. just it's just it's just cl- it's just clip art of a canary of Tweety Bird. Yeah, you've seen it. I could tell. I it. Yeah. So Keith, is there anything else that you wanted to tell us about rug tufting? Uh, honestly, that you should try it. It is it is ridiculous amounts of fun. Um, I want to start doing classes or some sort of some sort of workshop setup, but there's a there's a cost to getting that started obviously you need more than one gun otherwise it's not a very much fun workshop um plus i don't want people touching my stuff 
Oh yeah, I hate that. I I'm, hate I'm glad touch you're my not. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, so many makers are just like, yeah, come in, use my shop. I don't even have to be there. And I'm like, oh, I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> no, do that. No way. You know, it's nah. like, oh, and that's the only one I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone came in my shop when I wasn't here, they would die. I mean, there's I can't take that kind of risk. <laughs> Everything in there. Someone is, came in my shop when I wasn't here, they'd die, but it would just be because they'd be lunch for Roxy. Yeah, that too. Also bad. Also bad. Yeah, that's it's it's it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's death is equals no visitors. So mm. oh, you know, Tom, thing, Tom probably could get away with it though. I almost forgot a thing I've been working on. I'm trying to weave EL wire into the uh, the rugs right now to make oh to make uh, cool. light up rugs. Should be fun. I, I just <laughs> saw. Are you wait? Are you? Can you do an ugly sweater rug? Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, so that lights up. Yeah, I could do. My my idea right now is to do rugs that have like a double meaning. So like I want to do like a, a globe, and then at night uh, all the EL wire lights up, and it looks like the lights in the cities, and like that spider web of lights uh-huh. across the, cool. the globe. Yeah. 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 Or something like that. Um, or there could be one I want to make a welcome at that says welcome, but at night you can turn it on and it lights up. It just says, like, F- off. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But in, like, a nice, a nice script, you know? Right. No, no just, it should, just have it say, please leave by nine. Yeah, exactly. Party's over at nine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool if you could pull that off. I, my, my only thought is Thanks for coming. if they're, are they durable enough to be stepped on? Well, lights. yeah. That's, if they were down in a rug, I think so. Yeah. My my friend my friend who's not gonna listen to this podcast is gonna be the first one to find out because uh, he's he's getting one as a gift so <laughs> he, he's getting he's, go. he's he's a big Mets fan so he's he's gonna have Mister Met um, smoking a uh, some rolled vegetables and uh, smoking a hemp rug and uh, the the cherry lights up <laughs> when you step on I'm gonna try to make it so when you step on the rug it lights up. That's oh, I, love it. I just had a weird idea. Nice. Do you think it would be possible? Uh, to use the tufting gun with f- with um, fiber optics. Uh, no, because it cu- I mean it may be a loop pile gun, but uh, no, it cuts it. It cuts every other. Um, so it, it makes like little U shaped um, like staples of of yarn. So it right. pushes it in, comes out, pushes it in, cuts it, comes out, pushes it in, comes out, pushes it in, cut. You know, right? Uh, over over and over again. Um, so it would cut. Oh, I mean, yeah, you'd have to back all. I mean, you could make it. Definitely, but you'd have to. Back, you, you'd, you'd have, have to, to cut the loops in the back to, to backlight them, right? And yeah. each one would be individual. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. Then also, you probably have to. You probably have to put about nine hundred of them into the gun to get it to properly operate, because <laughs> like, there's a minimum kind of uh, thickness of 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 material. Oh, you so just it, get the supersized ones. Yeah, you just get the, the just get a glass tube and then. Yeah. Although synthetic yeah. synthetic yarn kind of, I mean, like a rayon or something, probably kind of does that. I'm interested to see what the EL wire looks like, just if it if the yarn kind of conducts the light up. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. not really though, but it, it hides the the wire really well, which is nice because so it's like right. it's very much a total surprise when you see it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The EL, no, the EL wire is not very bright though, which is. I'm anxious to anxious to see that. I, I almost bought some of that EL wire last week. I was I uh, was going through um through a store that sells it. They had it on clearance, and it was like five bucks, and it came with like a little battery pack and everything. And was I'm it, like, was oh, it, was it Michaels? We don't say that name. Yeah, it was. Oh, Michaels. I'm sorry. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, no, that's where I, that's where I got this. They had it the same thing. It was just on clearance in the back, and I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I that was that. it. Like, yeah. But I do what I always do. I immediately looked it up on eBay and I found out that I could get it without the battery pack for two bucks. So yeah, I'm exactly. Like, 
Ah, no, I'm not spending five dollars. You, you could do the LED strip yeah, too. The, pro, the, the, pro, the low profile LED strip, and that would be a lot brighter. Yeah, but um, I can't we I can't weave that into the uh, into the pattern. Is the problem? Um, yeah, it's not. The ELY really is flexible. Per, the, the ELY is perfect for this application. It's not very bright, but my biggest problem with it is that you need an inverter because it runs on AC. So mm-hmm. um, there's a tiny copper coil inside that battery pack that actually operates it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'll just dissect the board and I'll take apart the things I don't need and work them into a new circuit with with an improvised pressure pad as a switch. And unfortunately, there's so much just microelectronics going on on that board that uh, right, it, little tiny switching I power can't, supplies. Yeah, it's it's all, it's all yeah. for flashing lights and stuff. And I'm like, I want it to. You want me to step on it and then it lights up and then you step off it and it unlights and that's all I want. But I'm gonna have to like <laughs> manufacture my own board for that. It's like, come on. So, <laughs> so I, I might. Uh, I got to figure that part out. The EL wire is AC? Yeah. It's copper wire coated in a phosphorescent uh, coating and then surrounded by, uh, I think, a silicone tube. So uh, it's it's got, yeah, it's uh, it requires AC to activate. And if you touch the end of it, you'll get a little shock. That is bizarre. I've, I, I, yeah. don't, I didn't think that. I, I thought it was a DC. It had a battery pack. I was you, like, ah, think, yeah. yeah. It converts the battery pack to AC, so the run the runtime on that EL wire for battery pack is like three hours. I think it's not it's not great. But oh, man, I'm gonna need one of those battery packs now. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what I was saying. You can't just dish the battery pack; it sucks. I had the same well, thought. You, you put your wall near a plug. Yeah, you could do that, but like then you got. But then you've got if you plug, still yeah. use the pack, then you've got the AC to like some kind of little DC widget to replace the batteries to the block. To mm-hmm. it's kind of a mess. It's a whole thing. Yep, that's the challenge right now. Is to make my next step is to make it so it uh, it's like a rug you can step on, and not just like a a rug with a weird big lump in the side. <laughs> we have if to you, integrate the lump into the yeah, design. If you step on this, yeah. if you step on this weird lump over here, you hit your click, and then it turns on. <laughs> De Niro's mole. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know what you could do. You could disguise it. Just like leave a little section where you don't tuft it, where the battery pack needs to go or whatever it is. And then just once you put it in place, then just glue some of the same color around it so that it <laughs> blends in. Yeah. And it's not a lump. There you go. It's Same. a hard lump at that point. You're, you're going to have to make a recess in your floor. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> right. my, thought, my thought for it was just to get seating foam, uh, like three-quarter inch or half-inch foam probably half inch mm-hmm. and then uh put that under the rug between the backing and the rug carve out like uh kaizen foam style for the oh, electronics yeah. insert them into that and then have that be the thing it'd be a big fluffy rug but it'll work so then it gives you some compliance for your step mechanism though too yeah exactly i can integrate yeah. the step mechanism into the foam into the middle of it right. so yeah yep. i mean it, it sounds perfect for a wookie rug yeah there you go <laughs> i think you should do it i think so so, Tom, why don't you tell us your personal history with rug tufting? Uh, that's it. That was it. The, uh, that's all I have. I have no experience rug tufting. I saw a guy doing it one time at Maker Camp, and I never found the time to go try it myself. Oh, man, I that saw, I saw name was some Keith, guy doing it at Maker and- Camp, too. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why I didn't make it over there, Keith. So many uh, people. Well, you disappeared for a while, and maybe that's when I saw. Yeah, it I was only I just, doing it for about yeah, seven hours in a row, and then uh, I had to, <laughs> I had to really? take a little break. Oh, good God. Well, I made the mistake of they were, How dare they you? were like, "You got to start at like eight o'clock." I'm like, "Okay," and I made the mistake of like getting set up at two, and then as soon as I was set up and testing it, people were just surrounded it, and I was like, "Okay, I have to." 
do this now. And I got right, I got caught up, and it, yeah. it was fun. But yeah, <laughs> I did two two like seven hour days uh, of just straight tufting, and then barely got that rug done by the end. The poor guy that won the rug, I'm like, okay, so like the glue is still wet right now because it wasn't a sunny. It was the one not sun. It was one not sunny day. <laughs> so the, the yeah. usually UV is what cures it, and it just wasn't sunny enough. Oh. It was cold and overcast. Oh, interesting. So do you actively cure it with UV or do you just put it in the sun? Um, I put it in the sun. Uh, actively curing it with UV doesn't really work and heat gun doesn't really work because it just kind of crisps it. So like mm-hmm. the thing I found out is like warm sunny days like the best. You just put it, I open the garage door, put it right in the sun and it like within 20 minutes it's completely rubberized. Whereas, oh, it, oh, whereas wow. in a dark shop in the winter it'll take like 48 hours to completely do it. Mm-hmm. So... And that's that's good to know. Sixty seven hundred. Yep. I don't use the fancy. People sell fancy backer uh, glue, like this liquid latex stuff. That's supposed to be really good, but I just get the really cheap stuff from Home Depot and use that. I know it's never falling. <laughs> I know that rug's never falling apart. <laughs> well, no, what is the stuff from Home Depot is used for? Is it? It's I the mean, glue carpet down to the ground. <laughs> but it's just for like commercial carpets yeah, or whatever. Just, that you're just carpet yeah, glue. Commercial floor adhesive, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's called, okay. yeah, called Robert's 6700. That's the one I use. It's waterproof. Yeah, and, no, yeah. I've, I've now that you say that, I've, I'm familiar with it. It looks I'm like the worst carpet tiles down. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the worst French onion dip you've ever had in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it tastes about the same too. It yeah, tastes like horrible. the third worst French onion dip I've had in my life. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Yeah, it's still all over my fingers from earlier. Oh man, I need some chips. <laughs> Tanda, what kind of rug experience do you got? That's it. Uh, yeah, it's about the same as, as Tom's. I think I did what is it called latch hook or something like like oh, like rug that. making for that's little for though. kids. It's that's yeah. about as close probably as I've come. That, but that's not really like the intent for that is not to make a rug really. It's more of ornamental. Yeah. Pillow. Yeah, like a yeah. Like a I mean that's pillow. the traditional. I mean I think I did a pillow with a poodle on it or something. Um, or help or help my sister do it mm. but that's probably as close as I've come but it does look like fun and I I wanted to go and try um, but I was off doing other things at maker mm. camp and by the time I came around you were trimming it yeah so I did get to see your <laughs> trimmer in action that's true yeah I just made it then too yeah yeah that's right mm. and you PJ a lot of rug experience when I was a little boy I had this book, <laughs> and I think it was called Pip and His Horse. I'm not 100% sure. But he took this horse out into the woods, and he found this house that was abandoned. And he decided that him and the horse needed a rug or a carpet to sit on. So they went out, and they gathered like a bunch of tall grass, and then they wove it together. And apparently it was sturdy enough for him and a horse. So I'm like, how hard could it be, right? That was that was jute, right? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I guess it would have been jute, wouldn't it? It was grass. Um, but yeah, that was my first experience as far as uh, uh, rugs go. I feel like and, I feel uh, like you have more experience in mat making then, because that sounds more like a mat than a rug. Hey, Pip said it was a rug. All right, it was a rug. Don't don't oh. be down in Pip. He but was the, only but five. The only, I don't know what YouTube. The videos only one to question him was was a horse. Yeah, exactly. Pip can say whatever he wants. That's right. Pip's got a horse. Pip, Pip will teach that horse to do bad things to you. So just leave Pip alone. Just saying. Uh, and 
let's see what other rug experience i had i had an oriental rug that i had for years until i got a dog that thought it was a chew toy and then he ripped up that rug so then i had to burn it because there's there's no point in keeping it at that point oh yeah that's that's kind of harsh on a dog yeah but. people don't know you actually have to burn rugs it's like the flag no no no, yeah. no. The, oh you're the, talking about the rug oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah i yeah i thought it was the dog no, you, that's that's you, not so bad. You roll the dog in the rug and then you light it. I don't know what was confusing about what I said. Mm. And make sure anyway. it's a make sure it's a hemp rug and it's actually gonna be just a, a festive affair. Uh, or a hemp dog. Yeah, uh, a hemp dog. You know, I don't. I didn't check what either one of them was made out of. To be honest with you, but um, they burned real good. So that's all I can yeah. say. And uh, so obviously, then I needed a new rug. And uh, I, I at this point I was in Memphis, Tennessee, and. I lived across the street from this uh, this festival ground. You know, they have like fairs and stuff like that. And every once in a while, they would have uh, big flea markets. And there was a guy over there that sold rugs, and he was a rug dealer. And I thought that was interesting because, like, he took all the rugs with him every time. Like when they closed, the rugs didn't stay. You know, so this guy's. I'm like, I gotta go visit the rug dealer. And I go over there, and I'm like, I need a rug. A good rug. And he's like, let me tell you what I got for you, man. I got you a rug. I'm like, all right, well, I don't know the difference between a good rug and a bad rug, man. What's, tell me, tell me the difference. He goes, all right, I got Egyptian rugs. They're pile resistant. I'm like, what does that mean? It means you can step on them as much as you want. They don't get flat. Really? That sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come take a look. So he sold me this rug that looked like a tapestry that had deteriorated. So imagine if you had a nice tapestry rug, but then it started falling apart. That was the pattern that was made into this rug. So it looked like it was old, but it was brand new. And I'm like, uh, this this looks like a nice rug. Uh, how much? And he goes, ah, about 300. I'm like, oh, no, I can't do 300. All right, how about 270? No, I can't do 270. I got it for 200. I was I was satisfied with my purchase. I still have that rug, by the way. It's a good quality. That's impressive. Rug. Not not many not many people able to talk down their rug dealers like that. Usually yeah. it's a it's a sticker price situation. Oh uh, no know. no! I he, he didn't know he was talking to. Yeah. I don't pay full price for nothing, that, nothing at all. And um, you caught him off guard. He must, you were he, the first uh, rug negotiator. Have, yeah, he must have been using his own rugs. Yeah. Yeah, he he probably was. He didn't look too stable to me. Um, I don't I don't remember his name. I would have made the story better. But uh, but other than that, um, I don't really have any other rug stories. Um, that's that's so basically all our experiences our experiences basically pretty much the same then. Yeah, that's what I was it's trying like to say. It's identical. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to it's same. good to have peers. You know. Yeah. It's just people you can talk to about <laughs> rugs. Yeah, people on the forums. Yeah, us rug addicts got to stick together. <laughs> We're practically related. Yeah. I'm doing right, a 23 and me right now just to make sure that's not the case. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just going to draw some blood. Well, sucky darn, I think it's time for one of them old-timey commercial interviews and stuff. 
Hey, this is Chavez. Are you a rug tufter? Are you out there making your own rugs? Well, we've got something for you here at Johnson's because we know the problems that you're having right now. You've got fuzzy things floating all around the air when you tuft your rug, don't you? It's real annoying. It's like a bunch of bugs that don't fly. Well, guess what? We've got something to take care of all those fuzzies. Introducing the Rugabooties. That's right. The Rugabooties are for pets so they can help out. Those worthless animals actually mean something. All you do is take the Rugabooties, which is a set of wool booties you put on your cat or your dog, and then you attach them to a vest that generates a static electric charge. Just let it run around all over the place whenever you're doing your rug tufting, and it'll, it'll catch all the little fuzzies. Then as you get done, you just hose them down and it's ready to go again. Now I gotta warn you, you gotta discharge your cat before snuggling if you don't wanna get shocked. Rugabooties are not recommended by veterinarians and may cause death. If you'd like to get your own Rugabooties at Johnson's, they're only $87.95 in our pet aisle. You can come get yours at patreon.com forward slash makerskills. This is Chavez. What the heck, Nabbit? I need to get me one of them. Anyone know what street Patreon is on? I need to go. All right, it's time for crossbreeding. This should be fun. Keith, what skill goes well with rug tufting? Uh, illustration goes really well with rug tufting because, you know, you can make your own patterns. You're not doing the same thing that everybody else out there is doing, which is basically anime rugs and windows that look like they're looking out onto uh, Greece. Those are the two very popular rug <laughs> patterns right now. Um, I'm not kidding. You can look it up. This is this is not the part that I'm making up right now. That is um, a bizarre comparison. That's, I'm telling you, that's what? that's the two most popular things I see. Uh, so, yeah, being able to actually illustrate and design your own thing to make as a rug is, is fantastic. That is a valid skill. And for something that's probably not a valid skill, we're going to go to Tom. Tom, what skill goes well with rug tufting? tracing you have to trace your illustrations on the rug i have a question how do you get the image onto the rug do you draw it on the the canvas thing uh sometimes uh what i what i everyone does it differently personally what i do is i make a transparency and i have an old school projector an overhead and i project that on make sure everything lines up trace it with a marker a big thick sharpie and then uh use that some people use a projector why not just use a projector some people use a projector and keep it on the whole time oh um i just don't like working in in that weird light uh, and also, uh, it moves. If if you don't trace it, and you kick the corner, and it moves, then you're pretty much screwed. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, I thought. Yeah. Tracing. I, See. I thought maybe that was the uh, the origin story of the melting look to the rugs was that oh, yeah. you just kept moving the projector <laughs> as as you were as you were tufting. Brilliant. I mean, yeah. it has happened. It has happened where I've had to realign everything again. It's a nightmare. I'm still trying to decide if tracing is a skill since Keith gave us illustration, but... Yeah, it ends in I-N-G. It's a skill. That just makes it a verb, Tom. That doesn't make it a skill. I don't know. Uh, You're using your fancy words now. Let me Google that. (sighs) Maybe you should go to Tanda while we wait. Tanda, what skill goes well with uh, rug tufting? Tanda? Uh, I don't know. We lost her. I have I have no I'm in a sidebar by myself. Oh my god. Tanda's not in a sidebar. <laughs> you can't just say that. <laughs> Tanda looks like she's I, in deep I don't know I don't know. There's nothing there's nothing else. It's You've it, never there's, been there's this... tracing and tracing and, and tufting. That's it. Mm. 
I mean, that's the whole, that is the whole thing. You, how about deal shopping at Joanne's? <laughs> yeah, making sure you're on their list is uh, a huge thing. Their list. Being able to go to Joanne's on fifty percent off days is like the only way to get stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say vacuuming. Mm. Vacuum. Boom. That's a good Nailed one. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 all right. I don't think I'm going to get anything else out of you. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Um, I'm going to go with inventing because Keith has invented all kinds of things to work with right. his gun to make it better. It seemed like the obvious skill to me. I like it. Yeah. So inventing. Uh, I would have said it, but I try to leave that one for you. I appreciate that, Tanda. You're very kind, un- unlike Tom. And now it's time for Give Me Your Best Guest. Yeah. All right, Keith. Give Me Your Best Guest is all about finding out what other skills you have. We know that rug tufting is number one. What is your number two skill? Uh, I'm going to go with design. Ah, that's Uh, a favorite. Yeah, we love design here. I mean, no matter matter what it is I'm working on, obviously being able to design it is uh, a huge part of it. And uh, I'm able to do stuff from, you know, graphic design, print design, flat 2D stuff, all the way up to furniture design, three-dimensional. So it's been invaluable for me uh, over the years. Now, is that something you're trained in or you taught yourself? I uh, taught myself. My brain is weird and it just works like that. So it, it just I fell into it and never fell out. Oh, you're in good company for weirdness. That's all we do here. Yeah. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. It's very obvious. We don't hide it. We're should proud weirdos. I, fe- I fell into it as well. Yeah. <laughs> I probably fell should. into weirdness and then I've, I've yet to fall out. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's sticky. Once you get it on you, there, it doesn't come off. I mean, it's, it's sticky. It's, like it's, a rug. It, yeah. Yeah. Sticky rug. Yeah. It's the same weirdness, thing. Weirdness. It sticks to you like a rug. Yeah. It's, it's like a weird Wookiee. It All sticks right. to you like you're a cat wearing a vest connected to wool socks in a room where someone's tufting your rug. <laughs> That's oddly specific. That's what that's what they, that's that's an old rug tufting that's, saying. That's what that's oh. old country. That's an old yeah. Ah, I, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, yeah. yeah, it used to be the definition of weirdness until yeah. they changed it recently. That's very true. That's very true. They so, also what, they also they also took gullibility out of the dictionary. <laughs> Have you seen that video? <laughs> no, it's one. Oh God! No, that's oh, just a, that's just a trick. That's just a trick I used to pull on people in second grade. No, it's yeah. this guy that did these old man on the street videos, and he's in L.A. and he's telling these two girls that Webster Dictionary adds words to the dictionary every year, and to make room, they remove words from the dictionary. <laughs> and he said, and he said this year, this year, they're removing the word gullible, and the girls are like, "What other word would you use for that?" <laughs> Uh, don't look him up now because he's like a right wing nut job wow. YouTube entertainer guy, but he did some funny stuff back in the day. Anyways, moving on. All right, moving on, Keith. What is your third skill in the top uh, five? It, improvising. Uh, improvising. Working with what working with what I got to get the desired effect because I don't have a lot of money and I don't have a lot of skills and I don't have a lot of access to materials, so I get what I can get. And I make the best thing I can out of it most of, most of the time. I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm I'm definitely in the same boat I there. Like yeah, Tom and Tanda, are, they're they're paying like full price for everything, so they don't they don't <laughs> understand what we go through. But you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even stuff like epoxy work, you figure out like what you can use to to 
to tint epoxy that doesn't cost you know pigment money you know and then you end up with ground up chalk and liquid paint and all sorts of I, weird I wasn't, stuff i wasn't going to say anything but there are places you can you can just buy rugs yeah that's true yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i just i just paid whatever price they're listed for see see what i'm talking about yeah. keith but how they many don't, of them they don't are shaped know. like a melted ice cream bar that also looks like the earth Oh, I, I just saw one today oh, yeah. well, that you can just go online and buy. Was it at KeithDeason.com? KeithDeason.com, yeah. Yeah. And there's one of the moon as well, moon if you one. want it. That one's actually yeah. available. <laughs> yeah. Tom's like, not anymore. Click. Yeah. I was looking. I was perusing. You, you shouldn't be mooning people. That's very rude. Mm. Just saying. Um, all right. All right. So improvising. I'm, I'm with you on that one. All right. So that was number three. What is skill number four? Uh, woodworking is down the list at four because that's about how good I am at it. <laughs> so nah. I'm not, I'm not, I could, I know like I could do hand cut dovetails. I did it once. I don't want to do it ever again. I don't see the need at this point in my life in existence on this planet, but I can build just about anything you need me to build out of wood. Uh, so long as it's not some insane skill that somebody came up with. That's like turning it into pulp and 3d printing it into a giant helix or something. Mm. Seems too Although if somebody wanted to pay me to do that, I'd figure it out. <laughs> I mean, I think a 3D <laughs> printer would do that for you. Yeah, well. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Have you have you seen the paper printers that basically create... Um, I, mean, I mean, it's essentially... It's kind of wood because it's cellulose when you're done. Yeah. But they, um, they lay down a sheet of paper and then they jet color and a binder into that sheet of paper... And then they lay down another sheet of paper and they jet color and binder into it. And when you're done, you have what feels like balsa wood, but because they're jetting color into it, it's full color. So as it's printing, it looks really weird because it's just drawing the outline in color around the edge of the shape. And you're only adding a paper thickness to the outside of the part. But then when you're done, it's a full color part. And you just feed the thing with like reams of paper. It's pretty cool. What? So like an, I googled so, paper printer, and that's not what well. That sounds a lot like an ink. A really fancy way to describe what an inkjet printer does. But yeah, well, it's like, kind so, of the same process. So it takes stacks of cellulose I, and it feeds them in, and then <laughs> douses them with ink, and then spits them out on top of each other. And that's I'm like. I'm pretty well, sure. yeah, you just have to douse them with enough ink that it like soaks through and bonds them together as well. I thought you were just su- so surprised that you have yeah you found a printer that actually works. <laughs> that you're just like I got to tell you guys about this thing I figured out. I got to tell you. <laughs> now there was there was a company here in town doing uh, doing some really cool figurines and stuff with one of them, and the company tried to make some deal with uh, I think it was Staples or Office Max, so you could go in and get things printed with this type of machine but they weren't terribly fast and i haven't seen one in years turns out the ink is like 900 dollars a cartridge it probably it's <laughs> chipped oh yeah 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 you're not getting any aftermarket ink on that thing no way yeah. have you seen the stuff on the net dymo started chipping their label printers they started chipping the labels mm-hmm. with uh, like a near field communication yep, so in the role of labels so you can only print on their labels yeah. Yeah, that goes really well. The, that goes really well for crafted paper company and, and and printing companies when they start doing DRM. It's worked every. Yeah. It's worked every time. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never. Every, every, people are so happy to uh, yeah. to know that, that they have the the quality branding 
of, yeah. of only that one vendor. Oh, I, I wanted to bring something up. Tom told me, and I think, Tanda, you were telling me, too, to go get one of those thermal label printers and that they were cheap. Yeah. They're cheap. Don't Yeah, don't, get, don't get the new Dymo 550, though. Yeah. Get an old one. Get I, one of the 400 series ones. I looked it up on Amazon. They're like 120 to $300. That's not cheap. $25 is cheap. Yeah. Totally worth it. How much <laughs> are they on Facebook Marketplace, though? Well, but we knew that you'd only spend like know. $20 on it. And they do this. Listen. Amazon doesn't haggle. That doesn't make any sound, Tom. It did make sound. It made a sound. The printer. Yeah, you'll hear it. They heard Good it. Word. I got bad hearing. Okay, so you've got a red label. That's that's fantastic. I'm very happy for you. I want them in blue. You're welcome. Anyway, uh, I didn't look on Marketplace <laughs> yet. Um, I I did. I don't know. I did some research. I I watched some videos. And um, I'm I'm still undecided. It's uh, there's it's I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm not 100 percent on that. I'm still printing them on my inkjet and cutting them in paper and sticking them on with tape. But I gotta find it for less. 120 bucks is too much for me. Um, and I don't even know if like uh, I went down the rabbit hole of brands and stuff like that. I don't know how reliable these things are. Like I have no experience whatsoever. I don't know if they break a lot. I don't know. You should probably just write it on a piece of paper, tape it on the package. That's probably safer. Thermal paper? It, no, no, just just whatever paper you can find. You guys are talking about like a receipt printer. Uh, no, a shipping. Well, no, shipping like label. a label, like a shipping. Yeah, yeah, label but it's printer. the same, same thing. Is it? Yeah, same, same sort thing. of thing. Same, yeah. Same. Well, but bigger, but bigger. Well, I, I would, I would hope so. And, and stickier. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. All right, what what were we on? I think woodworking was number four. Uh, what's four, number yeah, five, yeah. Keith? What's what's your fifth uh, and final skill? Writing, I'm going to go with because it has served me well over the course of having to do stuff like write artist statements, podcast episodes, business plans, uh, any old thing like that. Writing is a huge part of being a content creator and a maker. I, I, I that is fantastic. I think you're the the. I, I would not have picked you for a writer. That's very cool to know. Someone doesn't listen to the podcast. Not at all. <laughs> I, I listen to the podcast. I mean, I know that you know, you're reading everything. Yeah, I know that. That's not what I'm saying. Here's how I make the podcast. I spend like six months reading about a thing, and then I spend like ten days writing about that thing, and then I read it online. I know that you. I know that you read it online, but I'm listening to it. I'm not listen. I'm not watching yeah, you yeah, yeah. read it, so I don't make the connection. My brain doesn't work. Our, like our that. podcast. Our podcast is similar. I spend like two minutes talking nonsense while Tom is reading something online, um, and then he spends two minutes reading it again online aloud. I know. I read half that stuff yeah. that he reads. <laughs> that's that's true. He usually <laughs> finds it uh, online. Sorry, Tom. I stopped posting the scripts on the webpage. It just got to be one one extra thing I didn't want to do anymore. <laughs> yeah. Made, oh, it, man. Made, made it really There goes easy all to Tom's research. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the surprise is that I'm the writer in the the trio here, Keith. So I feel like the, another writer on the podcast has elevated us to some level. Ah, yeah. There you go. I know the I, script I, for this of episode, literacy. The script the script for this episode, by the way, is really thick, and I didn't appreciate all the changes at the last minute. But. Well, you can you. blame Tom for okay. that. He always does this. I give him a script. He complains. 
things get changed and then it just gets messed up all over the place. I don't even know what version you have. I don't know. It's purple. I, I think we've already mentioned it before in the podcasts. I think people know that Tom writes the scripts for yeah. the podcast. Hmm. We did mention it once. Yeah, yeah a long time so ago. It was mostly bleeped out. That's true. I did bleep everything. So no one really knows the truth. Was that our best guess? I don't know. But it was a guest. All right. It's time for short and sweet. Keith, do you have anything you want to say before we wrap up the show and go to the secret segment? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Wow. All right. Tom, I know you got plenty to say because you had all kinds of stuff to say in the pre-show. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't yeah, remember I'll just, any I'll just, of that. That I'll so just Tom whenever I want to say something, so... Oh, perfect. Uh, Okay. Well, Well, first of all, it's my turn now. I'm pretty sure that's how the rules work. So, uh, Keith, thank you. Thank you for coming on this show. Uh, Yeah, what I wanted is, when you first came on to the Zoom call here and I heard your voice, I immediately got disappointed because I wasn't listening to one of your podcast episodes. I'm glad you qualified Um, that. I was, yeah. (laughs) I was like... Oh, d- I got disappointed because <laughs> I forgot we booked uh, you. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and I thought that this is just a regular uh, episode. I've never seen that book, though. So, uh, it, just in case anybody doesn't know, Keith does a podcast called From the Ground Up, and it is amazing research into things... I want to say things you don't didn't know you care about, but a lot of them you kind of care about. Like, why is a 2x4 called 2x4? And that's the only one I can remember off the top of my head. <laughs> Gosh, there, no, there's so many good ones. You did one on Robertson screws, or maybe just screws, screws in general. Screws in general, yeah. Um, it was the shellac the, episode. Yeah, it was ready, tidy, lefty. It was so It was ready, tidy, lefty, Lucy, how the ancient Greeks screwed the world. That was the title of that one. <laughs> right. That was my, it's I think that was so my best well title written so far. and so well done. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. So, so good. So and infrequent. I'm always excited when I see one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... The work that you put into it, you're just one guy. Yeah. Like I don't know how you get even one done a year. What, and I know that's what I re- what I've realized is that trending people don't unsubscribe to my podcast, which is nice. They just wait for the next one to come out and don't bother me in between. Yeah. <laughs> Except when I'm on yeah. other people's yeah. podcasts, they're like, "Why aren't you? Why aren't you doing it your own?" <laughs> like, it's because I'm on your stupid podcast and I can't be doing any. Research. <laughs> yeah, actually, Tom would be the one writing that that, that <laughs> message. So you just straight up hang up on them. So for anybody that um, has yeah, has not but, listened to Keith's podcast before, it's the complete opposite of this. <laughs> It's very structured right, and full so of love and full of useful information. That's the key. Yes, yeah. not what we do yeah. here. True, true information. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I don't know how much so, of it is useful, but you know, it'll it'll, it'll get you through a really short. Accurate. It'll get you through a really short car ride. It's you know it is it does they're so short sometimes because they. F- not only are they not like the typical hour-long podcasts, which again we do the opposite—we do ten hours—and but they're so short because they just fly by. Like you can do a twenty-minute podcast and it feels like you've been talking for three minutes, and it's just like, oh, it's over already. And I, you know, that's the feeling you want to leave people with. You don't want them to get bored and and hang up. And I get that. Yeah. But the thing I didn't like about a damn, lot of I could listen the, thing to that I, stuff. the thing I didn't like about a lot of podcasts that were like quote-unquote research-based or informational education type podcast was that it sounded like someone was just reading a Wikipedia article 
for an hour, for yeah. an hour and then giving their opinions on it, which is like, I don't care about 80% of the information that you're giving me right now. I care about 20% of it. So I made a podcast that is just that 20%. Yeah. Smart. Very smart. I remember at Maker Fair years ago now, uh, there was a Q&A. They, that was the year they did the Maker Tent. And uh, you were going to ask, you were going <laughs> to get Bob's attention and ask him, Bob, what's your favorite NPR-styled Maker podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like And there's only one answer. That sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was good. That's called marketing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is getting Bob Claggett to say the name of your podcast in front of a crowd of people. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Brilliant. 100%. I want to start doing stings at the yeah. beginning where other people say the, the, that, you know, this, like on a radio show, like, Oh, this is blah, 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 and you're listening to from the ground up. I like I it. Be fun. I like it. You should totally do it. Yeah. yeah. That's super controllable too. You don't have to worry about uh bad recordings or yeah, anything. Exactly. Else. I could just not yeah. use it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Awkward. So, so, uh, Tom, is that everything that you had to say? Probably, probably not. Okay, but I'll I'll, I'll take the other one that you mentioned, um, and that's that yeah. Adam Adam C has a shop open online <gasps> yes. for his stuff. So that thank was, you for remembering the thing yeah, yeah. that I said. No, that was that was very cool. I checked it out after you mentioned it. Yes, go support Adam. Go buy something. Like you can get a, a print like for twenty bucks. So go do it. Um, help help a maker out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What they what they do is they take stacks of cellulose and they inject ink into it, and then they <laughs> ma- and then they stack it up at the end of the machine and then they mail it to you. My my goal every show is to mention something that's true, in such a way that uh, that people don't think it's true. That's great. Yes, yeah. that's every single show. Yeah. Tana, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Nope, I'm good. <clears throat> well, um, what I wanted to say was um, last week someone was moaning and complaining that they didn't have a house and they would never, ever get a house. And you know what I said? I said, well, maybe next week you'll get a house. Right. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to be complaining. And I'm, I'm happy not having a house. I'm, I'm good with just living in my shop. Uh, I'll accept your I'm apology. In, I'm all right. I'll accept your yeah. apology, Tanda. So, um, but the other thing I wanted to say is um, I have returned to the Instagram stories. Uh, there was a, uh, there was only one person that asked. Somebody asked. They'd be like, how come you're not doing stories? And I'm like, all right, yeah, it's springtime. I, I might as well. So I, I did my inaugural story yesterday. I did some today too. Uh, for those of you that don't know that haven't been following me, uh, every year uh, in the fall, I plant gravel seeds in the street and come spring, they've sprouted. And then I go and I collect all the gravel and I use it, I shove it underneath my shed. It's all free gravel. Um, and I had extra gravel this year. I had so much, the crop was so big, I had extra. So I put some in some uh, a five gallon bucket and a three and a half gallon bucket that used to have, hold a rust. I've got extra gravel in there. And then today I was thinking, you know what? There's still so much gravel crop out on the street. I need to find some other use for it. And I thought, you know what? I have the gallon jugs of evaporust, and I use those to weight things down. Like if I've got something outside that I need to throw a tarp over because it's going to rain, I can't bring it inside. I usually put these jugs around. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I filled that up with gravel, and then I put water in it, and it would fill up all the cracks in between, it would be heavier. 
And so I did that with the gallon jugs and then I had two two and a half gallon simple green jugs that were empty and I filled those up too. So now I've got gravel like for days. Like I, I, I'm, I'm set, you know, I'm, I'm gravel rich. That is, that's the second best story I've heard about heavy jugs this week. That's why I told it. I, yeah. Yeah. Why, why do you need evaporust if you're covering everything up when it rains? His gravel's rusty. Boom. Roasted. Exactly. You know, if you add vinegar and salt to those buckets, you, that gravel will last you a few more extra, a few extra seasons. Oh, you don't. Uh, okay. Well, your crop, I'll, you can extend your crop. They won't. They won't. I'll, 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 I'll so. do it. I'll do it. But well, I left some out on the road. For those of you that don't know, if you if you leave it out in the sun long enough, the gravel will turn to pop rocks, and then you just have to season it, and it's a yummy, yummy, yummy treat. Kids used to love it back in the eighties. I don't know if they still eat it though. All their but, all uh, their heads exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every, and the only kid. well, not all of them. I'm still around. Um, but I do want to thank our top Patreon supporters, our very own Tanda, and of course Creator Nader. And if you would like to be a Patreon supporter, just go to patreon.com forward slash makerskills. Cough up a dollar. It's a dollar a month, okay? Not an episode, a month. You're paying 25 cents to listen to us talk about this kind of stuff and have guests on like Keith. Who don't even see that twenty five cents? I'm so worth my, at least twenty six. So, I'm I, 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 you know, you could bump it up to the next level for Keith's sake. Come on, people. You know, fifty cents. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. Boom. All right, we're going to the secret segment. Keith's got something he specifically picked out that he wanted to talk about that you're gonna miss out if you're not a Patreon member. So I don't feel a least bit bad for you. Just saying, you should be one. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram. And you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.